On this episode of the Blue Jackets Here podcast, we'll be covering chapter 24 of the Corman Manual. Welcome to the Blue Jackets Here podcast, where we help you prepare for the Navy-wide advancement exam by covering study material created by highly qualified sailors. Learn more about what we have to offer at www.bluejacketeer.com. Welcome back to the BlueJacketeer.com podcast. I'm Taylor Larson, and I'll be walking you through this chapter of the Corman Manual. Here at Blue Jacketeer, we aim to bring you the tools you need to be successful on the Navy-wide advancement exam. On this episode, we'll continue with the Hospital Corman Manual covering Chapter 24. Be sure to pay attention because on the next episode, you'll be quizzed on what you learned today. Without further delay, let's get started. Sit back, relax, and listen up. This is Chapter 24 of the Hospital Corman Manual, Emergency Treatment for Oral Diseases and Injuries. So let me start this episode off by making sure that we're all clear that the dentist is chiefly responsible for all dental diagnosis and treatment. Now, if there's an emergency, a dentist can authorize the following treatments. Temporary treatments that provide relief from pain, fight infection, or prevents further damage to the mouth. Just want to make that clear. I don't want to read any NJPs where someone says, well, I heard it on this podcast. Don't do that. Another tidbit, there have already been three chapters covering nearly all of dental treatments, and if you've made it this far, you've probably heard those as well. In this episode, we'll focus on any new information, and we'll breeze through definitions and similar bits that the test writers tend to enjoy picking. Now, oral conditions are known by their signs and symptoms. In case you've read absolutely nothing from the last 23 chapters, a sign is what you observe, and a symptom is what the patient reports. If you perform an emergency treatment, document, document, document. This is done on the EZ-603 Alpha in the dental health record. Let's go ahead and get right into the diseases of the tissues of the teeth. First, we have dental caries. This is tooth decay or cavities. They'll appear as a small, chalky white spot that can turn into a large cavitation and continue into the dentin and even involve the pulp. Symptoms can include referred pain, shown by the pain being in a non-involved tooth. Acute pulpitis is an inflammation of the pulp, normally from an injury or trauma. This is the most frequent cause of severe tooth pain. The symptoms of acute pulpitis are a piercing and pulsating pain and increased pain when lying down. A periapical abscess happens when an infection of the pulpal tissue causes the pulp to die, and the infection causes fluids to build up within the walls of the pulp chamber and root canal. The abscess forms when the fluids escape through the apical foramen of the tooth, and because of its location at the apical foramen of the tooth, the tooth will feel longer than the others to the patient. Treatment for this includes obtaining a radiograph of the affected tooth and draining the abscess by puncturing the most raised portion of the abscess with an explorer. If the drainage flows through the cavity, the patient should feel a rapid relief from pain. If the drainage needs some encouraging, have the patient rinse with warm salt water. Half a tablespoon to 8 ounces of warm water for 10 minutes every 2 hours. Again, if you reviewed the previous dental chapters, none of this is new, just a refresher. The next topic will cover diseases of the periodontal tissues, those that support and anchor the teeth. Marginal gingivitis is our first culprit, and this is a relatively mild inflammation of the borders of the gingival tissue. Sometimes it's one or two teeth, sometimes all of them. 
It's caused by bacterial plaque buildup due to lack of adequate oral hygiene. Brush your teeth. Signs of marginal gingivitis include a painful reaction or bleeding when even finger pressure is applied. Heavy plaque and calculus deposits will be visible, and a severe case of halitosis will be smellable. Necrotizing ulcerative gingivitis is just marginal gingivitis on HGH. It's referred to as trench mouth, and it's common in deployed service members. Signs of trench mouth are pretty much the same as marginal gingivitis, just more severe. One of the easy signs for trench mouth is when the patient's mouth has a punched out appearance, when there's a lot of papillae that's lost between the teeth. Another nasty sign of trench mouth is a gray-white membrane covering the gingiva. Periodontitis occurs when the alveolar bone has been lost over time and can lead to the loosening and loss of teeth. Symptoms are a deep gnawing pain, itching of the gums, uneven bite, halitosis, food between the teeth, and increased spacing between the anterior teeth. Signs are heavy plaque and calculus deposits again, gingival discoloration, specifically a bluish red color, and increased tooth mobility. A periodontal abscess, not to be confused with the periapical, is an infection of the periodontal tissues, usually the result of a long-continued irritation from food debris, deep deposits of calculus, or a foreign object packed in the sulcus. Treatment includes establishing drainage for the tooth with an explorer by probing the space between the tooth surface and the gingival tissue. We're going to skip a bit ahead to the vaguely named other oral diseases section. And our first stop here is herpes, so that's fun. To be specific, stomatitis and recurrent labial herpes, which sounds even more fun. So first, stomatitis refers to the inflammation of the oral mucosa. There are two types that are common in dentistry, herpetic gingivostomatitis and aphthous stomatitis, or a canker sore. Both types will show up as small blisters and ulcers on the oral mucosa. Post-extraction hemorrhage is pretty easy to identify because it's just bleeding from a few hours to several days after an extraction. Any form of hemorrhage is serious, of course, so inform your dental officer as soon as possible. Treatment for this is keeping an eye on vital signs and watching for changes in the patient's condition, and placing a pack of moistened gauze over the site and having the patient bite down firmly. Fractured teeth are a slightly more intricate beast than what we've covered so far in this episode, but if you've gone through the other dental chapter podcasts, and especially if you've utilized our study material on the website, www.bluejacketeer.com, then you're pretty well off on this before we even start. There are four types of tooth fractures, and they depend on what structures are involved and exposed in the fracture. Type 1 is the enamel fracture, which is a slight chip or fracture in the enamel layer only, or possibly with minimal dentin involvement. Treatment for this is smoothing the sharp edges with sandpaper strips, dry the area with cotton rolls, apply a cavity varnish, and instruct the patient to eat a bland diet, avoid extreme temperature foods or liquids, and sticky foods. Type 2 fractures are enamel slash dentin fractures and have no pulp exposure. You may be authorized to cover the exposed dentin with a temporary paste or place a temporary crown until definitive treatment is available. 
type 3 fractures are enamel slash dentin fractures again, but the pulp is exposed in this case. This is an extensive fracture where the pulp may be bleeding, and most or all of the crown is fractured off. Type 2, 3, and 4 fractures will almost always be treated by the dental officer, but you may be authorized to place a crown form over the affected tooth, or even split the fractured tooth, and the teeth immediately adjacent to it. A type 4 fracture is simply known as a root fracture. This will result in severe pain from heat, cold, and air, with the last one being especially troublesome. The only treatment that an HM will normally be authorized to perform, again, after consulting with the dental officer, is placing a splint in the same way as a type 3 fracture. Traumatically extracted teeth have been forcibly removed from the socket. The dental officer might instruct the HM to replace the tooth back in the socket after rinsing it with sterile saline. Time is of the essence here if replantation is going to be successful. Control any hemorrhaging until the dentist arrives. Last but not least, we have fractures of the mandible and maxilla. This is one that the dental officer alone will treat. It's our responsibility to prevent further injury and lessen the pain while waiting for the dentist. The upper respiratory passage has to remain clear of any obstructions. These fractures are typically the result of a high-velocity accident, like the face striking the dashboard of a car. The mandible is the second most commonly fractured bone after the nasal bone. A fractured maxilla can be distinguished from a mandibular fracture because a fractured maxilla will cause severe malocclusion consisting of an open bite, and the patient's face will look elongated. Key symptoms here will be a complaint from the patient that the teeth do not come together, pain when the mandible or maxilla is moved, a complaint that the lower lip is numb, indicative of a mandibular fracture in particular. Treatment will be largely restricted to immobilizing the injured area with an elastic bandage and ensuring that a pair of scissors is standing by in case the patient starts to vomit or experiences respiratory difficulties. That was a short chapter, so this concludes our lesson for chapter 24 of the Hospital Corpsman Manual. I hope that you were able to not only learn something, but also apply some of the information in this chapter to your daily duties. Remember, at Blue Jacketeer, we bring you the very best in advancement exam preparation. Don't forget to listen to the audio quiz for this lesson, and get your best studying done with our expert study tools at www.bluejacketeer.com. Also, make sure to look for our next lesson, where we'll be covering Chapter 25 of the Hospital Corpsman Manual. As always, I'm Taylor Larson, reminding you to stay Navy and always keep working for that next rank. Thank you.